0: Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, DBTPFL. It's Tuesday. It is March 3rd. It is 2020. We have eight basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I'm
1: doing just
0: fantastic.
1: Made some money over the weekend and actually worked. And now it's a beautiful Monday and my week is going great so far. It's always good,
0: right? That's living a dream.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I am living the dream, except for I ate pizza and Taco Bell day, so I don't feel great, but it was worth it.
0: (laughs) That sounds like a wonderful day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so this is an interesting slate to kind of break down the night before, Um, you know, dealing with a lot of injury news that we're going to have to be paying attention throughout the day, Um, you know, so... Hopefully, we'll get some clarity on some of these situations, Um, you know, middle of the day tomorrow, and we're able to kind of adjust and, you know, get a game plan together. But we have some big names, um, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, um, you know, questionable here. So, um, we'll do the best we can breaking this one down, talking about it. Um, Let's get started here. San Antonio at Charlotte. It's a back-to-back for the Spurs, no total in this game. Didn't see any injury news come out, um, but it does sound like uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is going to miss this game. Podol, um is expected to miss this game as well. Um, he's supposed to be out two to four weeks, so we'll have to kind of see um, if they do anything different here. Uh, do you like anything for San Antonio?
1: I mean, I think you got to like something. DeRozan, I know they didn't have a great outing the last game. He had zero points of the half, which is – something I've never seen him do, but he's still going to get a majority of the usage there. Charlotte's not a great defensive team, so I have to assume that he's going to be heavily involved. Even in on the second end of a back-to-back, where he played 38 minutes the night before, I guess there's always a chance that they just give him the night off, but the fact that they're in the playoff race, I don't think they're going to be able to. So they're probably going to end up playing him. If he ends up playing, then I still think that he's still a decent tournament play on the slate here, saying at 7,400. Murray, second end of a back-to-back, I think they'd be more cautious with him. Um, and wouldn't give him a ton of minutes like they have been doing for the majority of the season. Yes, they'll occasionally get into the 34 minute range, but probably not going to happen on the second of back to back here. So he's a guy that I'm probably crossing off my list. Then it's trying to figure out who they're going to end up going with. They went with Eubanks last night because they were going up against Indy, who had Sabonis and Turner. So they needed his size there. I would assume that they're probably going to end up starting gay in this one. They'll probably be gay Lyles, Rosen, and Murray, and the normal guys. Um, that was just a random thing but we'll have the lineup before uh, lock ends up happening so if gay is in the starting lineup i don't hate him at 4700 he'll probably end up with 30 minutes in the spot here can get something done i don't mind him for tournaments anyone else like i have to wait and see who the starting lineup is who's probably going to end up getting minutes because they don't really need all the height here they could end up going with a very small lineup and end up starting anyone so the night before there's going to be someone that I'm interested in, but I'm going to need to wait and see what happens. So it's better if you just end up listening to Brenner's live tomorrow, check in the morning, see who's ruled in, who's ruled out, who's going to be the starting lineup because the Spurs are the Spurs and just continually love making our life terrible.
0: Yeah. Um, I like Trey Lyles here. You know, I talked about him a bunch yesterday, going right back to the Wells, a fantastic matchup. This is one of the worst teams in the league um, as far as, you know, against big men. So, I think Trey Lyles, his minutes seem like they're going to be pretty secure. Outside of that, like Patty Mills played a bunch of minutes um, on Monday. It could easily be like Lonnie Walker in this game. Um, You know, at 3,100, he could be the guy that gets the extra minutes in this game. You talked about it. Uh, This could be a game that kind of goes a little bit smaller. On the Charlotte side of things, you know, obviously they're dealing with some injuries here with Graham Doubtful and Monk Monk out. Um, you know, I, I think Terry Rozier is going to be pretty popular on this slate. You know, he's coming into this game, played at least 35 minutes in three straight games. Hasn't had like these outstanding games, uh, but at 6,100, we know the minutes are going to be there. Um, you know, obviously Bridges as well. He's going to be a guy that plays a bunch of minutes. Those two guys are going to play the minutes. Um, you know, it just really depends on, like, if you like them in this spot or not. Yeah,
1: I mean, Rozier is just another guy. He's going up against San Antonio. Obviously, they're not a good defensive team. Right near the bottom of the league in terms of defensive efficiency. And he's going to get the minutes, and he's probably going to shoot. I get that, but it's a really tough spot to – play him just because of how bad he's been lately i'm still gonna do it bridges i think would be the guy that i probably prefer more um without graham in there he's gonna soak up a little bit more of the usage and he's gonna get done in a lot of other areas he's cheaper i think i would prefer him but both of them are fine options outside of that like i don't know if i'm going with pj washington even at 5100 i know that he can end up doing end up doing something here not going to go with Biombo, or and Gomez, probably. Like, they are cheap. I don't know who's going to be in the starting lineup here, considering that they're going to be without Graham and without Monk at this one. I think it's the first time it's happened since Monk's suspension. So maybe a guy like Cody Martin might end up getting some run. He got 29 minutes in the last game, and that was just an ugly overall game. But he's a guy that could potentially see that against in there 4,100. Like, are they going to play Bacon? Are they going to play – Are they go- who are they going to play is just kind of – what I'm trying to figure out here. Everyone's so cheap. There's not a single guy over 6,100 going up against San Antonio, and there's going to be points scored. They're on the second of a back-to-back and on the road, so I would expect this game to be moderately close. Just someone's going to have to get it done. I think Rozier and Bridges are the obvious ones, but they're probably going to come in fairly chalky here. So I think looking with some of the other pieces in this lineup, once we get the actual starting lineup, will be a little bit better spot to look at.
0: Yeah, obviously I'm with you. I think looking at the starting lineup is going to be important. Um I think Cody Martin's actually going to be a guy that we see become pretty chalky here. Um you know, Caleb Martin's going to play minutes too, but I'd much rather play Cody. Um the last the last that I knew um you know, Bacon was down with the G League, so um had to pay attention to that too because um You know, if he's down in the G League, obviously he could get called up before this game uh, morning of. It could have already happened and won't be announced until the morning of. Uh, So we're just going to have to kind of see on, you know, how that goes out. But um, moving on here, we got Brooklyn at Boston. No total in this game. Garrett Temple's questionable. Kyrie is um, out. Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum are both questionable as well. But Kimba is probable. Um, Let's start here with the Brooklyn side of things. Uh, Anything standing out to you here for the Nets? I think a lot of it kind of depends on uh, if Tatum, if
1: Smart end up playing, if both of them end up being out. Boston's not quite the same defensive team as they um, have been all season long. So both of them are out. I could see it's being a good Lavert spot. His price has dropped a thousand bucks after his bad outings in the last two games. But one of them was a complete blowout going up against Atlanta. And the other one was a tough matchup going against Miami. He's still averaging 17 shots a game since he's been in the starting lineup here. And his He just had two bad games where he didn't get a lot of boards, didn't get a lot of dimes, and one game was a blowout. I could see him being in a good spot here and just at this price tag. I think he's a guy that you can definitely end up looking at. 7200 is a little bit too cheap. Tinwitty, with Levert in the lineup, he just hasn't quite been the same. He's had a few good games recently, and those have correlated pretty well with Levert's bad game. So I could see playing one of them if the – uh, Celtics are missing some of their pieces. Outside of that, like I'm probably not going with Jordan or Allen, just a the minute they're splitting is not really a spot that I really want to go with, especially on this slate where we're going to see a lot of value. Torian Prince, not a guy that is going to get enough usage because we know that everything's going to go with Levert and Denwitty. Joe Harris, I don't think this is really a spot that I want to play him. I'm not going to talk you out of playing him, but he's just Joe Harris. Chances are he's not going to have a big game at this price tag. So really Levert's my favorite option. And I don't hate going with Dinwiddie.
0: Yeah. I think like, if you want to take one of those two guys, I don't ha- I don't have a problem with it. Um, you know, I-, I think that if Marcus Smart sits, I have more interest, you know, Marcus Smart, you know, top five in defensive real plus minus uh, for guards this season. So it, it really is going to depend on if Marcus Smart plays or if he sits as far as like what I do here with Dinwiddie and Levert, um, I don't hate the idea of taking a shot on Jared Allen. You know, I I think DeAndre Jordan's minutes are kind of slipping away again. Um, The only problem is like it was a back-to-back and, you know, maybe Jordan, you know, just they were kind of limiting him on the back-to-back scenario. Um, So like there's plenty of plays on the slate. I don't know if you're necessarily going to need to take that risk. Um, You know, the Boston side of things here. Obviously, it depends a lot on Tatum and Smith – or Smart, sorry. Um, You know, if Tatum ends up sitting because of the illness, uh, if Marcus Smart ends up sitting because of the illness, like, we're loading up on Gordon Hayward. Um, We're probably loading up on Jalen Brown. Um, The guy that, like, I would be the most concerned about would be Kimba Walker. It was a knee injury. Um, I don't think he's going to come back out here and play, like, 35 minutes in this game.
1: Yeah, I think they already said he will likely have a restrictions. restriction. So just without – if Tatum ends up missing and Smart ends up missing, Kemba ends up playing based on a mince restriction, there's going to be a decent I've used to go around. I think I prefer Hayward, but Hayward or Brown, either of them are a great play in this spot, just based off a point-per-dollar basis. Sitting there at low sevens, and we know exactly what this usage is like with players off the floor. Like Tatum's out, big bump to everyone. If Smart's out. Not as much of a bump, but if Kemba's only playing a man's restriction, then it's a big bump to both Hayward and Brown. I don't really think I'm looking at anyone else in this lineup. Like, I don't think I'd take a Sean Tice. Like, I don't think I'm really going to need him. I just don't really see anyone else that I want to play outside of Brown and Hayward, but that's just contingent on Tatum being out and Smart being out. And so I think Smart has more of a. Uh, effect on the opposing players because Smart ends up playing and comes on a restrictions. Both of them are just kind of off for me, but it doesn't really affect the other guys too much. But if Tatum's out, Hayward-Brown. If Tatum's in, probably not really playing anyone in the spot.
0: Yeah, um, obviously this is going to be one of those ones you're just going to have to watch the news um, and, and see how it works out because big bumps if both of these guys miss um, to, you know, Brown and Hayward, like I said, and Wanamaker actually would become a little interesting too Um, if both of those guys sit because Kimba's going to be on a minutes restriction. That means that guy's going to end up playing some minutes here. So,
1: do we really want? I hate playing him. Do we really? Oh yeah, at
0: twenty two minutes. No, I don't. That's why I said like you're going to have to watch. There's just so many question marks today on this slate. Yeah, this is a tough one to
1: break down the night before.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of question marks here, especially like when we get to that Toronto game. um, A game that we don't really have any question marks. we got the Clippers and the Thunder, 226 total here. Uh, Clippers fair by three. Both these teams full strength. They're good to go. Um, anything standing out to you here for the Clippers? I mean,
1: kind of a lot. I don't hate Kemba. I don't love him on this slate. He's priced about where he should be. He has some upside. It's not an easy matchup. It's not a good pace matchup. It's not a good defensive matchup. He's in there 9-200. He's fine. George played 30 minutes the other night. He's priced about where he should be, probably a little bit too cheap. I don't mind taking a shot on him, but the two guys that I would much rather take a shot on are going to be Harold and Sweet Lou. Uh, Harold's sitting there at 6,200. He definitely offers some upside. Yes, he is probably not going to play 30 minutes in a spot where everyone's fully healthy, but he's still a guy that offers a little bit of upside, even in a tough defensive matchup going up against OKC. And then Lou Williams, like – I don't care what he's done recently or the fact that his minutes have been sitting in the low twenties. Two of those games were a blowout. versus Memphis versus Denver. They were both blowouts against Phoenix. Just didn't have a great game. And they put up 40 points against Philly. Like if Lou plays 28 minutes, he's a perfect tournament play at 5,900. I don't think he draws a ton of ownership. He's too cheap. He offers you a bunch of upside in any given spot here. It's a, Not great matchup versus OKC, but that matchup really does not matter for him. He's probably my favorite play on the entire team. And outside of that, everyone else is just kind of tournament flyers and do offer some upside.
0: Yeah, I don't mind uh, Lou. I don't like Harold as much as you. Um, I don't really love the matchup. But I think that uh, Lou is definitely in play. I think Paul George is another guy uh, you can look at here at 7,100. He was on his way um, in that Denver game, and they just absolutely blew out Denver. I think he's going to play, you know, 30-ish minutes here. So, um, I I definitely like Paul George. Um, Do not hate Lou Williams. On the Thunder side of things, like, you know, it's hard not to like Chris Paul in this matchup. Um, I know he really hasn't had, like, that game where he's, like, really exploded. But I feel like this is going to be a a close, competitive game, and those are the games that I like to play Chris Paul in. I also like SGA. I think SGA at 7K. I don't know if I'd play a lot of those guys together, but I could see playing one of those two guys, um, you know, Gallinari at 5,900. He's, you know, more of a cash game play. Uh, but, you know, his price continues to come down.
1: Yeah, yeah, SGA, Chris Paul, two guys I'm looking at. Um, Chris Paul really doesn't matter the matchup with them. Obviously, the Clippers are a tough defensive matchup, but with him – Any team he can do well against, the Mints are going to be there. He hasn't played great recently, and by great I mean he hasn't putting up a massive game, but he is playing the minutes in any game that stays close. That Milwaukee one was a complete blowout, and it was just terrible for every single player on the team. So don't pay attention to too much of what Chris Paul and SGA did in that game because they still have the upside in any given game. Uh, This is SGA revenge. I remember correctly and Chris Paul revenge six years removed five years removed four years they've
0: played a couple times this year already though yeah and still it's
1: just mentioning it but either regardless both of them are priced a little bit too low considering what their upside is and what their floor probably is probably not taking a shot on Schroeder Adams his minutes are all over the place yes he's put up some big outings randomly and he probably has one of the best matchups on the board but not a guy that I really want to play in my lineup, considering he's probably going to only end up with 26 minutes. I don't hate it, but he's priced about where he should be. If he gets in the 30-minute range, which is definitely possible, I wouldn't mind, but I don't know if that's going to happen. And there's a big slate that's likely going to have a lot of value, so you're going to be able to pay up for the big-name guys and pay down for some guys. So it's Chris Paul and it's SGA for me, and that's probably it.
0: All right, uh, moving right along here. Minnesota at New Orleans, 247.5 total. Uh, I've checked a couple different places. That's really what this total is sitting at. Uh, New Orleans, 11.5 Um, You know, Carl Anthony Towns remains out. Um, Miller, J.J. Redick are out. Williams is doubtful. Let's start here with the Minnesota side of things. Um, obviously, when we're looking at this game and looking at this total, this is going to be the chalkiest game on the slate. Uh, we have two of the fastest-paced teams in the NBA, top four. Both of these teams, um, as far as defense goes, we know that uh, Minnesota ranks 20th and New Orleans ranks 21st. So, really fast pace, not a lot of defense, really high total. Big favorites in New Orleans. Um, what do you like here for Minnesota? Um, everyone,
1: (laughs) everyone, Russell, if this game stays close, then he's probably going to go off for a big game. It's going to be a fast paced game and he's still shooting 20 shots every single time he's out on the court there. So he's a guy that you can definitely end up looking at at 9k really like him in this high total game. Beasley has not been doing great recently, but it's been not great matchups. This is a spot where he could go for 40. I think sitting there at 6k, I don't mind taking a shot on him. Hernan Gomez, 5.5K. He's playing minutes. He's probably going to have to play some minutes in this one, considering the Pelicans have some size. So he's a guy that you could definitely end up looking at. Nas Reed, 5.2K, probably my least favorite of the bunch. And he could very easily end up getting into some foul trouble here. But still, 5.2K, he has a little bit of upside. And then James Johnson, like, do you think he gets a little bit of extra run in this spot? Like, I think that this is a pretty good spot for him to actually, like, play in the 30s here for the first time in a while just because they're going to need him. I mean, am I off base here? At 4,800, if he plays 30 minutes, he's a great play. And I think that he'd be the least owned of all these guys. But I like all of them.
0: Yeah, I just have a hard time projecting him for 30 minutes, maybe 26. Um, I just – like what what makes you feel like just you know outside of matchup like he just they haven't been playing him 30 minutes even with all these guys out
1: i mean they played him 30 minutes in his first game back there versus charlotte um i'm just i mean he's been, yeah i guess the problem is he's probably gonna get into foul trouble
0: like yeah very active uh, defensively um obviously the upside is here when you're looking at, like, you know, turnover rates and stuff like that, the uh, Pelicans turned the ball over um, a ton, uh, fifth most in the NBA. So, like, the yeah, upside is there uh, for sure. I don't hate it. Um, I, I like Hernan Gomez just a little bit more. Like, he's been getting the minutes. They've been pretty safe. You know, he put up 50 against Orlando the other night. Like, I could see him having a monster game here. Um, but, like, even at – Even at, like, 9K, it's hard not to, like, wrestle here. The usage is going to be insane in this really fast-paced matchup, up and down. Um, It's just 9K is tough. The price is tough. Um, You know, when you can play Beasley and these guys cheaper. But, yeah, Hernan Gomez is probably my favorite play from Minnesota. I do like uh, the James Johnson call uh, under 5K. Outside of that, though, like unless this game gets, you know, it turns into a blowout, I don't really see a, a ton of these other guys, um, you know, picking up minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, right there with you. I don't have any interest in Oak G, Gloughlin, Culver. There's just no reason to play any of them.
0: Yeah, and then on the other side of things, you know, Drew's upside has really been limited here recently. We've seen some big games out of Brandon Me Ingram uh, recently. Zion at 7,700 in this matchup is probably, um, you know, a lock for five to six X with the upside of like seven X, maybe eight X. I, you know, we've only really seen, I think only one 50 point game for him. So um, what do you like here for New Orleans?
1: Yeah, it's, I like all of them. Like Drew, Ingram, Zion, Ball. Yes, we haven't seen a huge ceiling from Drew, but it's a matchup versus the Timberwolves and there's 247 implied total. Like, this could be a high-scoring matchup for anyone. If I'm going to pick my favorite, too, it's Zion sitting there at 7,700. I think he has a real shot at going for 40 real-life points in this one. And obviously, this high-of-pace matchup, he could easily crush on other (laughs) – with other stuff. So, I really like Zion here. He's my favorite ball – Probably my second favorite. It can obviously get it done in other areas other than just scoring. And with this high of a pace matchup, he's going to score too. Really, really like Ball in this one. Really like Zion. Like both Ingram and Holiday. Outside of them, like, Favors sitting there at 5,200 is not a guy that I play a ton of. But I think it's cheap enough in this type of matchup. Even if he plays 24, 27 minutes, he can end up exceeding value. Josh Hart, probably not a guy I'll go with. I think it's really just a starting forward with Zion and Ball being my two favorite ones, but Haldane and Ingram are fine plays too.
0: Yeah, I would have liked Hart, you know, with JJ out and these other guys out if they didn't call Alexander Walker back up. Um, Like, I think Alexander Walker is going to just kind of, you know, slide maybe into those like JJ, you know, 18 minutes and maybe Hart plays a few extra minutes, but You know, for me, I think Lonzo Ball and and Zion are my favorite two plays here. And, you know, I I don't hate the favors call. Um, If he plays 25 minutes in this matchup, he could, you know, exceed value at 5,200. So, uh, great game to target. You know, I think a lot of people will be targeting that game for all the right reasons. Um, So, let's move on. Golden State at Denver. No total in this one. Um, You know, Bowman is out. Draymond's questionable. Looney's questionable. And then on the Denver side, Millsap is questionable. Vonleh is questionable. Um, we'll start here with Golden State. Uh, obviously, we're going to need some news here on Draymond. What are you looking here at for the Warriors? I mean, if
1: Draymond ends up
0: missing, then Pascal.
1: It's not an easy matchup. Like, Wiggins is fine at 7,600, but I think there's other guys I'd rather end up playing Denver. Obviously, not the best pace, not the best defensive matchup. So, like, Chris, not a great matchup for him. Could end up getting in foul trouble. Not a guy that I really want to play. I don't hate it. He's priced up enough where I think he's not even close to necessity. Like, Lee and Poole, both of them can end up getting it done. But with everyone else in there, don't see a need to use them. I'm probably just crossing Golden State off unless Green ends up missing – in which case, maybe I play Pascal just because they probably need him for enough minutes. Like, I'm just crossing them out. There's no need to go with any of these guys.
0: Yeah. The thing is, like, they haven't really been pulling these guys in blowouts. So, like, if Denver does control this game, Pool and Pascal and Lee, they're probably going to end up playing their minutes. Um, Toscanio, Hernan, Anderson, um, if we get news that Draymond's going to sit, you know, he's probably going to end up playing like right around 30 minutes in this game. Um, a guy that we haven't talked about, it seems like in forever, uh, dragon bender has been playing minutes here. And if Draymond sits like bender is a guy that could play minutes. So I'm worried about too many active bodies here for golden state. Um, I think that's like the biggest concern for me, but like on the flip side of it, they're they're cheap. They're really really cheap and they're likely going to play the minutes even if this game gets ugly.
1: Yeah, I mean my problem is we have the Charlotte guys. We have potentially some value opening up in Boston. We have some value likely opening up in Toronto. We have value over in Philly like on another slate. Yeah, I'd be digging into these guys, but it's just tough when they have enough bodies and like, when there's other value on the slate. But I do like that Dragonbender call. I always forget about him just because, well, last two games I've forgotten about him. One he crushed, the other one still did all right, and he's cheap. But I just hate playing Dragon Bender. Love his name. <laughs> nobody Still nobody love his
0: name. Playing him. We all love his name, but nobody likes playing him. Oh, I
1: remember when we first started playing <laughs> Minutes of Phoenix, I'm like, oh, gosh, have to play him just because of his name. Worked out great a few times and then lost a ton of my bankroll.
0: Uh, Let's talk Denver here. They should control this game. Um, I'm struggling here as far as Denver goes. I think, like, my favorite play from Denver Denver is probably Will Barton, and I don't even love that. But, like, it's hard not to like him in this matchup. Um, You know, Grant's kind of cheap, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, my worry is the blowout. Barton has only been playing high 20 minutes, like 5,600. He's just been so bad for so long that – at this point, like, I don't think that I want to play him just because he hasn't gotten it done since coming back from injury. And even prior to injury, outside of two games, he really wasn't doing that great. They're more at full health. They, like, outside of Millsap, like, if Millsap ends up playing, I don't hate playing him at 4,400. I think that he offers a little bit of upside. Obviously, strictly a tournament play because he can still do nothing in the 20 minutes that he's in there. But if he ends up playing, he has upside any given matchup, and Golden State's a perfect spot for him. Grant at 5K if Millsap's out. Yeah, I don't hate that. Again, worried about the blowout. I'd rather him play mid-30s minutes, but it's still basketball. Anything could end up happening, even with Golden State over in Denver. Michael Porter Jr. at 4,300. Like, if Millsap ends up missing, there is a route to him playing 25 minutes in this game, in which case he can crush at this price tag. So he'd be a guy that I'd look at if Millsap is not playing, but – Outside of that, like Joker in a potential blowout at 9,400, even in a good spot. I don't love, I don't hate, I'd rather go with a guy like Russell. Like Murray, 6,700 definitely offers you some upside, but he's not the greatest play on the slate, especially if he ends up not getting the minutes. and In any given matchup, he can just not get there. I like a more competitive game, so like it all depends on Millsap. If Millsap's out, Grant and Porter Jr. are in play, but Millsap ends up pl- uh, playing like – I'm not going to be surprised if I have almost no exposure to this entire game.
0: Yeah, I hear you on that one. Toronto at Phoenix, uh, no total in this game. This is one of those games that we're waiting on a lot of news here. Uh, could really dictate the slate. Um, Gasol is out. Ibaka is questionable. Van Vliet is questionable. And then um, Kaminsky and Ubre are out on the other side of this game. You know, let's – you know, get started here. With Toronto, obviously really hard to break down. Um, but I will say, like, if Ibaka and Van Vliet sit, um, you know, it opens up a lot uh for Toronto as far as some of these guys like, you know, Norman Powell's come back, he played forty and thirty six minutes in the last two games. They have increased his price enough where it becomes interesting. Uh Ronde Hollis Jefferson drew the start against Denver. It's not the greatest um, matchup. They're going to need some size here, um, you know, with eight on the other side. What do you like here for Toronto?
1: Yeah, if Van Vleet and Ibaka end up missing, then Pascal, Lowry, both of them are very much in play. I know they didn't have a great game going up against whoever it was, uh, Denver last time, but still guys that can go off. I I don't think I'm chasing the OG game or the two OG games where he just has gone crazy. He had seven steals and six steals in the last two games. That's not really a sustainable pace. Yes, he can get you upside in any given matchup, and he is still taking a decent amount of shots, but he's all the way up to 6,500. He'll play high 30s minutes in that case, but still not a guy I would want to go with. I think I'd rather go with Norman Powell, who is shooting a lot he can get things done outside of that. He's cheaper at 5700 He's a guy that I would rather end up going with. Outside of them, like, yes, they're going to need some size going up against Aiton. Boucher, um, like, I know that he hasn't been doing too much, but I mean, we'll see what they end up doing with the starting lineup. Maybe they end up getting, putting in RHJ again. Maybe they don't. He's just been not great, but they're going to need size going up against Aiton. So I wouldn't be surprised, like Boucher, at 3,200. Is it Boucher or Boucher? I can never remember. I watched Waterboy the other night.
0: Boucher. I don't know. <laughs> There's a guy in NASCAR called Boucher, so I always call him Boucher. Yeah.
1: Um, but in any case, one of them could end up going off. But, yeah, it's 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 entirely dependent on the Ibaka and Van Vliet news. If both of them end up playing, then I don't think that I'm going to look at too many guys. I think Van Vliet would be my favorite one of the bunch. But, like... I'm not overwhelmingly excited to play him. It's just the price tag's too cheap.
0: Yeah, man, I wish Kyle Lowry was a little bit cheaper here because I actually, like, I think this is a good spot for Kyle Lowry, um, and I don't think a lot of people will be on him in this spot. You know, Phoenix, they allow the six most fantasy points per game to opposing point guards, so, like, I think Lowry is in a good spot. It's just, it's hard to pay 8100 for Kyle Lowry, who – more likely gets uh 40 instead of 60. So it is Boucher, by the way, Boucher. That's what I thought. I that thought was just cause I watched
1: water. Water. Boys I'm still going to call him fantastic. Boucher. Though. Water boy is such a fantastic movie
0: filmed in my hometown. Though. Really? Yeah. Yep. Good to fun know. Fact. Fun fact. I have, I have my sister-in-law was in the um, crowd. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Learn something new celebrity. every day. Yeah and stuff all right um let's go to the phoenix side of things like if if we get news i guess we should have mentioned pascal siakam like he's just so expensive and he really hasn't had a ceiling game but he's he really hasn't shot the ball well so like the upside is there for siakam Um, i mentioned
1: him just like it i thought was just pretty obvious if both those guys are out then siakam can go for 60 in any spot and it's more likely to happen with those guys out i don't care if he's 8700 that's too cheap for him with those other guys out.
0: Um, Man, if Ibaka misses this game, I think Aiton is fantastic play. I know it's on paper it looks like a really tough matchup, but if Ibaka sits, they don't really have the best size to match up with DeAndre Aiton here. Yeah,
1: no, I absolutely love Aiton if Ibaka ends up sitting. I know that he hasn't done great the last few games, but he's still a guy that offers you 60-some-odd points, uh, fancy point ceiling. So I know that he's going up against the first ranked defense in terms of going up against bigs, but it's not the case without Ibaka and without Gasol in there. It's not a great match, or it's a very good matchup for him. Really, really like him in the spot if Ibaka ends up missing. If Ibaka ends up playing, I still don't have a problem with playing him at all. Like, I still like him. He still offers a ceiling. It'd just be more tournament uh, for me going with him. Booker, He's fine for tournaments. Rubio at 7200. I know he's been flashing his upside some out recently, but I'm not going to be surprised if he goes down to 25 30 points again. So I'm not really taking a shot at him at 7200 on an eight game slate where even if he hits his ceiling, there's probably I'm not going to be surprised if Chris Paul gets there, I'm not going to be surprised if SGA gets there. There's a lot of guys in the 7k range where I'm just crossing Rubio off entirely. Saric Bridges, not guys that I really want to end up playing. Like, they're priced about where they should be. I don't have any interest in them. So, really, in this spot, it's just Aiden for me from Phoenix.
0: Yeah, I don't – man, I don't I don't hate Rubio here. I think he's an okay play. Um, I think Booker's okay, too. As far as, like, Bridges goes, man, this guy's going to play a ton of minutes. Um you know, I think he – I think he has a really nice floor. I just don't know if he has, like, the ceiling that we necessarily um, want to, you know, target here. So, um, I could totally see, you know, not playing him because of that. But I I do think that, like, if you're playing cash games, he should certainly be somebody that you're potentially looking at. Yeah, um, I think that
1: mostly depends on what what injuries end up happening tomorrow. For
0: sure. Like – well, it's just like if you if you have a spot where you end up in that price range and you're looking at like somebody that's like you're questionable looking at, I think that you know you can look at like a guy like Aiton or not Aiton, Bridges. Um, <laughs> Bridges, and um, you know just kind of take the the safer floor at 5400. So, yeah. Um, Washington at Sacramento, 232 and a half total here. Sacramento favored by five and a half in this game. You know, Bagley, Holmes all remain out. Kojo, um, Corey Joseph is questionable. Let's start here with the Washington side of things. You know, Bradley Beal, 10,400, but he's been on an absolute tear here recently. 50 fantasy points in five straight games. Uh, what do you like here for Washington?
1: Yeah, it's mostly Beal, like... The guy's just so consistent, so good, and it's
0: not a bad spot at
1: all. He'd be by far my favorite target here. Hachimura, Bertans are both fine. They're not great. I know Bertans went out for a big game going up against Golden State, but he shot eight for ten from beyond the arc. Like, that's that's what Golden State does for opponents, for one. And for two, that's probably not going to happen again, even though he is a fantastic shooter too big of a slate like too many potential value spots where I'm not going to talk you off of playing him but he's not a guy that I really want to look at Napier ish Smith like both of them are playing minutes I don't really have interest in either of them because of that Bryant is sitting there at 3,800 and he's probably only going to play high teens minutes He may occasionally get into the 20s but that just seems to be what they're doing with him recently Um, this is a spot where he could get a few more, but there's too many other cheap guys that are going to be on the slate regardless. I'd rather take a shot on. So it's really just Beal for me.
0: It's Beal, Beal only for me too. Uh, Sacramento actually ranks first. Uh, they allow the fewest fantasy points per game to opposing, opposing power forwards. Um, fun fact. I mean, the Sacramento, the Sacramento side of things, you know, obviously it sounds like Fox is going to play. Um, it's pace up spot, very hard, hardly any defense. I don't mind him. I don't mind Bielica. Um, you know, Giles, his minutes are so up and down. It's hard to really justify him. What do you like here for Sacramento?
1: So it's really interesting. I've been looking into Washington a lot recently, and. They are still fourth in pace over the last eight, nine games, but they're top seven, I think, in defensive efficiency. Like, with this team healthy, without Isaiah Thomas in there, they've gotten to be a lot better of a defensive team. They're still a good matchup, so I don't mind going with guys like Bielitsa, guys like Darren Fox in there at 8 offer some upside in any given matchup if he stays out of foul trouble. Like, both of them are fine, but I'm not overwhelmingly excited to play them against Washington when everyone immediately just plays guys because they've been – like, even though over the last ten games they've been one of the top eight defensive teams, they're still in 30th in the league in terms of defensive efficiency because they were that bad for that long. Um, But, like, it's still a decent spot for Harry Giles. Like, But, again, the minutes are a worry. A lot of that, I think, has been foul trouble. I don't think he played the fourth quarter the other night or is doing pretty well. He can still get into the low 30s in a matchup versus Washington is still a decent one for Biggs. I don't hate Giles. It's just you're not getting much of a ceiling at 5,600. Buddy yeah. Hyde. Sorry, go on.
0: No, I was just going to say, like, you know, um, Baysmore playing, like, he's fifth in defensive real plus minus this season as far as, like, shooting guards go. So, like, he obviously um, – is gonna play minutes, and it just it man, I wish he just wouldn't play the minutes like just go away um and stop playing thirty minutes and let some of these other guys that actually um have some ceiling play, but he just he hurts this whole like upside dynamic of like buddy healed um you know I guess you could potentially maybe play Harrison Barnes, yeah uh, yeah, you can.
1: I just don't – like I said, I'm – I just think that Washington's better defensively than people realize, and so just because of people looking at their overall season rank, people will automatically play more guys going against them than they should. So, I mean, that's – like I'm not going to talk you off about any of these guys. There's a chance that it was just an aberration over the last ten games, but looking at this team when they're now healthy – and without Isaiah Thomas in there to just be horrible, they're a lot better of a defensive team than people realize.
0: All right. Finishing out here, we got the 76ers and the Lakers. No total in this one. Embiid, Richardson, and Simmons all out. Anthony Davis questionable. Um, there was another person that was questionable. Um, Caruso is questionable. I know, big news. Um Man, everybody's out for Philly. Like, we're looking at really, really high usage in this game for Tobias Harris.
1: Yeah, yeah, Tobias Harris is still gonna see a lot of usage. He's sitting there pretty high priced, but like I still don't mind paying him at eighty two hundred just because he offers you a really good floor and he offers you still a pretty decent ceiling. So he's rarely gonna kill you. I know he had a bad game versus uh Cleveland in a bad game versus Milwaukee. But without Embiid and without Simmons, he is going to take shots. Horford sitting there at 7K. is a guy that I definitely don't mind. He'll probably get you close to 40. Like, that's good enough for me. Um, could be slightly over 40. But on this slate, not a guy that I'm overwhelmingly excited to play. I think he's more of a cash game play. Shake Melton has been shooting just absolutely lights out. Like, 14 for 20, 6 for 7, 8 for 14. I think I saw somewhere that he actually has over 100 effective field goal percentage over the last three games. Can't remember where that was, but I don't expect this to continue. Lakers are a tough team. He's still an all right play. He can still get you in the high 30s with the amount of usage that he's getting. But he's not a guy that I'm in love with just based off of what he's done recently. Alex Burks is an interesting one, just because, like, I have to assume without Richardson in there, like, everything he's probably going to get minutes. He's at forty four hundred. They're going to need a little bit more in this offense, just because the usage has to go somewhere without Richardson and Embiid and Simmons. So I don't hate Burks for tournaments. He's not a terrible idea. And then either Scott or O'Quinn, like Lakers. If this is more if Davis ends up playing. They're going to need a little bit more size, so Scott or O'Quinn could probably end up in getting a decent amount of men, sitting at 3,300 or 3,100. They're definitely guys that you can look at for tournaments. It could And terribly, anything can happen. Who knows? And obviously we won't know the Davis news probably until after lock, but there's always a chance we do. But those are the guys I'd be looking at.
0: Yeah, so Mike Scott um, started the second half the other night against the Clippers um, after Richardson got hurt. So, um, you know, obviously I think he is a guy that we're we're potentially looking at here for value, um, you know, with with this news, um, these guys out. So I think he's a guy that you're looking at uh, 3,300 for tournaments. And, I again, I, I think this is a spot that, um, you know, Alec Burks is going to play the minutes. So I, I think you have to look at Alec Burks here as well. Um, I think Philly – even though this is not the greatest matchup in the world, with all these guys out, you are just you just need to look at some of these guys. There's just so many guys out for Philly, and there's just so much usage to go around. Shake Milton, his usage in fantasy production has been really good. We know that Tobias has been good. Al Horford um, has been really good. Horford's price has caught up with the production. I don't like him as much as I like some of these other guys. Um, and then on the, the Lakers side of things, like – you know, we could easily start with LeBron, but if Anthony Davis misses this game, I, I think you're looking at, like, a McGee, um, you know, potentially play, maybe even Dwight Howard. Um, what do you like here for the Lakers?
1: Yeah, I don't know if they really need them as much. I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being a Kyle Kuzma game, but he is sitting there at 5,100, and I think that's a little bit too expensive for him, uh, for me to be playing him, so... At that price tag, probably not like I'm going to be going with. I think James is a great play. Like you said, it though we don't know about Davis news. The nice part is over on DraftKings, we have Beal sitting there at about a thousand cheaper. Um, so throw James into your small forward spot or into your guard spot, and you can easily swap off of him to Beal and just have a two V two swap ready. Like that, that. that's basically it. Like make sure you have two guys from the late games that you can switch around. Like maybe you're taking a, sh- if Davis, like you can kind of play it off with the fact that if Davis plays, then you're probably, you can play a guy like Scott in there. Um, so you can have a plan, Scott, someone else and Beal in there, and then swap it over to James and swap it to two other guys if he ends up playing. So just be cognizant of that when you're making lineups because the last two games of the night both start at the same time and you can easily make those swaps. Um, But, yeah, if James – or if Davis ends up missing, then I don't mind the McGee call there saying at 3,900. But there's no one that I'm really excited to play about and we're probably not getting news until after lock.
0: Yeah, you know, obviously we're going to just have to kind of pay attention to this one um, and wait and see. (laughs) <laughs> like we're just we're just hoping we're crossing our fingers that we get anthony davis news uh early in the day if anthony davis plays in this game i i don't like anybody from the lakers um you could take some shots on some of the cheaper guys if you want but if lebron and davis play in this game with simmons and Bede and richardson out i just have a hard time seeing this one stay stay close um so, we'll, we'll just kind of have to kind of see how it plays out. Um, yeah, like KCP Bradley, those guys are just – you know the minutes are so spread out through those guys that it's just hard to really like any of those guys. Um, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to 7X, who do you got?
1: Sorry, I'm trying to figure that out. My computer froze for a second. But favorite under 5K, so much of this kind of depends. I'm just going to go with Alec Burks. Like everything else kind of depends on injuries.
0: Yeah. And we already have that news. We know concussion protocol. Um, man, there's so many like guys you can like take shots on down here. You know, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Mike Scott. Well, one of us will probably end up being right. Or both. Um, Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today?
1: I'm going to go with
0: Kawhi. All right. Give me Jokic today. And I don't think it's not because of the matchup or anything. I just don't think that game stays close. Uh, Favorite 6X play. Who do you got today? I'm going to go with... Zion, I like that one. um there's like three guys that I was kind of looking at here. Give me, oh man, give me Hernan Gomez. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Lou Williams isn't going to be highly owned, right? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, he's too cheap.
0: Sweet Lou, did you know? Did you know my get weird GPP play of the day yesterday was Mario Zonia? Oh gosh! Yeah, Mister Mister 10X himself. Um, was it? I I only you know played Friday. No, yesterday. Today's Tuesday, man.
1: Oh my gosh! Today is Tuesday.
0: Yeah, where where have you been?
1: I don't know. You're stuck All in the, the weekend days, blues. Well, I worked Saturday and Sunday, so every day – and that's the problem. Every day just blends together. It's like football season.
0: Yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out who my let's get weird GPP play of the day is. Um, Give me – Man, he's gonna be popular too. I was trying to find somebody that wasn't gonna be like super popular, but I feel like a lot of these guys are. Do you think Lonzo Ball is gonna be popular? Moderately. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's hard to know on the slate the night before because how There's injuries so many pan out. Question marks. Yeah.
0: I guess right. I picked
1: Lou Williams. I don't think regardless of how injuries work out, he's gonna be
0: very heavily owned. Give me um uh, Mikel Bridges. I don't think he'll be popular. <laughs> uh, game selection question: FanDuel, DraftKings, any site really? Um, anything standing out to you today? Um,
1: and this is for if you like if you have a decent bankroll but don't really want to have high volatility stuff and don't quite want to do cash. Like the fifty and hundred dollar tournaments over on fantasy draft have a fairly like. Not too top heavy payout, obviously no rake. They don't always fill. Like, those are probably like, if you just want to have something interesting where you're not going to just drain your bankroll because top heavy payouts, you're going to end up cashing fairly often. Like, six out of the top 26 end up getting paid on the $50 contest. It's minimum 2x payout with it fairly consistent all the way up. So, it's a great way to build bankroll with those little ones. If you have like not a huge bankroll and you just want to throw one lineup in.
0: All right. I'm going to go over. I talked yesterday on FanDuel about the hundred dollar single entry with the single entry series going on here with Rotor Grinders and FanDuel. Uh, really like that tournament. You know, talked about it a lot yesterday. I'm going to go to DraftKings today. The $27 single entry fast break. It's only a 10 K tournament, only a thousand dollars up top only. Um, Sure, a lot of people that are playing twenty seven dollar games would love a thousand dollars up top. Um, so if you have a good team, obviously you know you're going to have a nice ROI there. Um, min cash not necessarily two X, but I like the fact that this tournament pays out almost twenty five percent. It's a good bankroll builder. Top tens at forty two and a half percent. I wish it was smaller than that, but I feel like this tournament paying out almost twenty five percent. With only uh, 431 people, it's a good single-entry tournament. You can kind of get off the chalk a little bit there. So, um, Grant, any over-unders or against-the-spread picks that are standing out to you? I know we don't have a ton of them right now.
1: I, I pretty much have to go with the under 247 in the New Orleans game. <laughs> that just seems so high.
0: It does. It does seem really high. Um, man... I was thinking the under in the Sacramento game, but I don't feel great about it. At two I like that and one. Half.
1: Again, Washington's been much better defensively than people realize. I think over the last 10 games, Sacramento's sixth in defensive efficiency. Washington's seventh. And in that time frame, Sacramento's middle of the pack in terms of pace. So, I mean, honestly, people could just keep betting the over on Washington. I just keep taking the under. Didn't work out great against Utah, but. Like, neither one of these teams have been good offensively over the last however many games, and they have both been good defensively.
0: Yeah, for my sharp side lock, I'll probably end up tweeting it out. I don't – I want to see what some of these lines look like, um, you know, throughout the day tomorrow. And if I get on something that I really like, um, I got to get my streak back going here. Um, I'll tweet it out, so – Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, I'm actually just going to lock in the under on sharp side on
1: that Washington game and talk myself into it. I'm probably going to look into that more
0: in the morning. There you go. Um, All right, we're going to get out of here. I I know I say this all the time, but I'm going to say it one more time, and I'm going to say it and make sure you guys are paying attention to the news today. Uh, There's just so many things to be paying attention to today, so – Watch the news, pay attention to the news, um, adjust up until lock. We got crunch time. We got all kinds of different stuff here. Projections uh, will be changing throughout the day. So make sure you're checking that out. And then if you are a premium member, make sure you're taking advantage of Discord. He's Grant, I'm Stevie. I hope everyone enjoyed. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more um, hoops. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. See you, kids.